This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That was Keith calling in the Marble Mouth of Crawford County. And I'm going to say it so many times that Andy's actually going to make him do it. He is the host of the new podcast, Here's the Deal, with the Marvel Mouth of Crawford County, (laughs) Keith Britton. I didn't know the stakes were so high for last night's game. I had no idea. I had no idea myself. It was an official show stance. Owen had to think about it. I think he Uh, he succumbed to peer peer pressure. He succumbed to peer pressure. I, uh, by the way, be careful out there, everybody. It is nasty. They were showing footage on Fox 8 with a helicopter in the sky. People trying to make it up a hill at a ramp. I mean, it is not It is not good out there. So take your time. I'm going to get to these phones here in a moment because I think some people want to let let me have it. Maybe they agree with me. I'm not sure. 216-474-0092. I gave them a free pass. It doesn't mean I was thrilled and happy that they lost the game last night. I think there's reasons for it. I don't think my reasons are excuses. They were coming off a back-to-back. They were in an emotional game against the Dallas Mavericks the night before at home. They're on the road against Chicago last night. Yes, they got smashed at the glass. The offensive rebounding was terrible last night. Absolutely. They still had 40% of the threes, which is pretty good. And how many did they shoot? 54 threes last night for crying out loud? Now they played a double overtime game. But this is my problem with it, is that they lose that game last night against Chicago. And people are doing the same thing that they do with play calling in football with the Cavaliers. So why didn't Sam Merrill play? I got the one here on social media. Social media reactions on X brought to you by Shibin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Why is why is Craig Porter Jr. after he just got that contract? Why is Craig Porter Jr. with the charge? I go first and foremost, guys. We can't just sit there and look at these guys and say, "Well, that play, that play went for a first down, so they should always just run that play." Which people do that. When you're bringing back Darius Garland, when you're bringing back Evan Mobley, other guys' minutes are going to diminish. Sam Merrill, thank you very much. You stepped up. We needed you. But Darius Garland is the player who they've invested more in, and he's the better player overall. So they're going to give Darius Garland more minutes, and they're trying to get it figured out within the offense here. Some of this stuff you're going to have to accept if we're going to live through the rest of this season and not drive ourselves crazy. Some of this stuff is where they're going to try to figure it out. 
And they are trying to figure it out against Chicago, who might be a postseason opponent for them. And they're trying to learn from Chicago because they might be a postseason opponent for them. They're the ninth seed, for crying out loud, so they're not that far off. So if they see something against Chicago in a good matchup now that they can use later, they're going to do that. So honestly, it's chess, not checkers. If they lose tonight, but they win in a four-game series and a sweep against the Bulls later on, who's laughing? Yeah, in a weird and I way, champions pose over a lot of people. In a weird way, Ken, we we both agreed it was a show stance the day before that we were going to give the Cavs a pass because we were elated with the victory. Now, obviously, we knew we all knew that had they have lost, there was going to be some reason they lost, and we were going to have to talk about it and decide whether this is something that's concerning going forward or not. You know, the Cavs are going to lose games the rest of the year, and they'll lose a few they're not supposed to. I don't think they're going to lose to Detroit. But they're going to lose some games they're not supposed to. It's the NBA. Everybody, with the exception of the Boston Celtics right now, are losing games they're not supposed to lose. So I don't think we need to lose our minds, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. And yes, I know that also the Bulls, and they didn't have Caruso. They didn't have Levine. Patrick Williams out for the year. Not that he's that great to begin with. And they were on the second night of a back-to-back. And yes, I know the Mavericks won their game last night against Toronto, second night of a back-to-back. I get all that. I just am not going to lose my mind when the night before I was on cloud nine and I feel like the Cavs deserve a little more, they a little more enjoyment over an all-time victory that I think you're going to remember for a long period of time. It That's all I'm saying. It sucks that they played last night. It really does. I wish they would have played tonight. I wish they would have had a night yeah. off in between. Yeah. So, and this is about keeping myself honest. I have been critical of them and I called them the preschool Cavs before. I said, gosh, it looks like a Montessori school over there with this team over at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And I've stood by those comments in the past. I do think they've played harder, though. I think they've played tougher. I think that Jared Allen has obviously turned a corner here and has played a lot stronger inside with everybody here. Now, last night was not a great night. Kobe White, for whatever reason, just has these games that he turns into a legend against us. It's concerning in that way. It's bothersome. It's frustrating. But I have to look at this and say, guys... I got a game against Detroit in Detroit on Friday, tomorrow. I got the Knicks on Sunday. I got Boston, which is a big one at home, should be an electric atmosphere on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock right here at the Fieldhouse. Two huge, huge games. Everyone's going to be watching. Huge basketball games. And not just everybody here. Everybody around the NBA is going to be watching So if they win the next three, what what type of idiot am I going to sound like when I'm the guy on the air for four hours in a day sitting there calling them soft? Now, I know that they could lose those games. They could lose against Boston, be embarrassed against Boston, and you can call me up and say that I made a tremendous mistake back on Thursday. I'll accept that. That's fine. But damn it, I'm not going to lose my mind after they had a tremendous game against the Dallas Mavericks where they fought back from 10 down to get themselves in a position. Yes, in a position. And they made mistakes down the stretch. Darius Garland ran them into trouble. Lyman and I bickered about whether or not he was tackled. And there were plenty of basketball coaches who agreed with you going, why is he holding the ball out like that? And why is he so weak where he's in a position to have that ball ripped out like that? I mean, we fought about that. They put themselves in position to win that game. Yes, it takes a little bit of luck to get a 59-footer at the buzzer. But damn it, they were down by 10 with two minutes left to go. People were turning the TV off and going to bed. I'm being fair. Rodney and Litchfield, you're next up on the fan. Yeah, my, my only gripe last night was, and maybe, maybe you're talking about the strategy down the road, I would have followed Drummond a lot more. I mean, the guy can't shoot free throws, and he was in the game at critical times. Maybe you could have, yes. Not, yes. Unless, unless you're thinking the logic is we're going to do that in the playoffs, 
But to me, I think you got, you know, I, I think if you're playing to win the game last night, I think Bickerstadt made a couple errors. Just me personally. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way they're playing, but I think there was some things he could have done differently. I'm big, not a big fan of Mitchell and Garland in the court at the same time. Me personally, again. Okay. Rodney, thank you very much for the call. Well, sorry, you might not be a big fan, but that's what you're going to see. I'm really curious to see if there's a bit of a role reversal. And I, I, I we, we saw how comfortable somebody who's been a two-guard his entire life in Dalvin Mitchell. We saw how comfortable he was playing point during that stretch when Garland was out with the jaw injury. And it was almost a revelation to some people. Like, hey, look at look at how he is able to get the ball to all the shooters, and now the Cavs have become all of a sudden one of the elite three-point shooting teams in the league, and they're doing it with a guy who hasn't really been a point guard. And I was like, ah, that's all fine and dandy, but Darius Garland is a point guard, and when he comes back, he's the point guard. Donovan Mitchell goes back to the two guard, and we're going to be fine. There there are some questions about the two of those guys together, and the, the good news for me is they've got time to figure it out. They do have the rest of the season to figure out now – if it comes at the cost of their seating, so be it, because I, I care more about the playoffs right now. Mike in Brunswick, you're next up on the fan. Hello, Mike. Hey, am I on speaker? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Go ahead, Mike. What's up, guys? Hey, I kind of agree with both of you. You know, back-to-back, it's not the end of the world. They lost last night. Yeah, I give up 75 points to two amazing players tonight before. Obviously a crazy win. But going into that overtime, it was a shot on Mobley. He just didn't look like he had it. They all looked exhausted for good reason. But, I mean, come on. You guys are getting paid to play a game. you got to play. Whether it's overtime, double overtime, don't matter. Not the end of the world. I'm not getting over well, it. The difference is, is I don't think that they were slack-ass or anything Garland, out there. Garland, I think 44 they were minutes. Donovan Mitchell, 44 minutes. Mobley, 42 minutes. If, if they wouldn't have a night, then the night like they had before, maybe it would have been different. Absolutely. I mean, you make Andre Drummond look like an all-NBA rebounder yesterday. You got uh, DeMar DeRozan looking like he did in his prime. It's kind of crazy how bad the defense was at times. Then it was also really good at times. So, I don't know. Not giving him a pass, but I'm still super excited for the season. Thank you very much for the call. I think per minute this year, Andre Drummond is an all-time NBA rebounder per minute. He only plays... You know, 17 minutes a game, but well, he he's averaging like nine it. rebounds in 17 minutes. Pretty, pretty crazy. Is his crazy. contract almost up? But you want you want to make another swing at him? Bring no, him back? No, no. I, I thought you were talking about a different type of swing at him. Uh, Lewis and Shaker. Lewis, hello. Gentlemen, Lima, congratulations. Lima, I'm so proud of you. Lima, I knew you when, when you were just a young – never mind. Anyway, I want to know – Owen, is the kids wrestling? Good job. I want to know why Sam Merrill hasn't seen the court in two games. I just told you why Somebody Sam Merrill hasn't seen the court in two games. What'd you say, Ken? Repeat it. Darius Garland's back. I mean, you're, you're going to have about a nine-man rotation, maybe a ten-man rotation. By the time it all boils down, that's going to affect Sam Merrill's minutes. So maybe Sam Merrill plays and a couple other matchups that it's there, and maybe he doesn't. He's going to go back to Cam. a different type of role player, Lewis. Cam. Yeah. What? He is the best shooter. On He's not a, a three-point shooter. He's a sniper. He's a very he seen, but does the matchup the does the matchup night by night constitute that? You got to find a way to get that man on the court, man. Well, I, I I can't. Do you again? Can you tell me? Does the matchup dictate that? What did you see with the Bulls matchup that says that he has to be on the floor? Other than he can hit three point shots if he's open, can he find his spot on the floor against their defense and against their setup? 
because there's and plenty Sam of time. Goes, Lima brought it up uh, to, yesterday morning. When he you put he put it on Darius Garland on the inbound from Evan Mobley. Why? Because he got taken out and he wasn't able to go and get the pass the way he wanted to. Well, there's times where Sam Merrill could get taken out by a defense, especially if Sam Merrill's playing alongside of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. If or excuse me, if he's just playing against Donovan Mitchell, if you're playing with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Sam Merrill, well, there's going to be times where Sam Merrill's maybe left open or he's just not going to be able to find a spot and you're going to be playing four on five. And I don't think you'd have that many small guys on the floor at one time. Ken, huh? I beg, I beg to differ. That's you know, fine. You know, I love to beg. I love to beg to differ. I know you Bye. Do. I'll see you. 216-474-0092. These are reasons. It's a reason for it. It's a bad day yesterday. I'm not saying it so was So Darius, the good news was Darius finally got hot again from three. It was seven of 14. That is huge. It was an inefficient night, though. He took 22 shots, scored 23 points, didn't get to the foul line once. Um, What's more I, important, though, efficiency or his three-point no, shot No, I need right his three-point shooting to come back. Okay. I need him to be a willing shooter. It's a legitimate question. Yes. Um, there is something, though, though, with Garland down the stretch of games. You know, they, we do know one thing for sure. End of games, even in the regular season, they allow a little more contact. Playoffs, they're allowing contact from the moment the game starts. I'm a little worried about him right now because he's been as sloppy with the ball as any point guard in the league. I think he has the second highest turnover percentage of any point guard. And that's concerning because Donovan Mitchell isn't turning the ball over when he is handling the ball. And Darius obviously is. So is he going to be able to get back to his confidence? He needs to be able to drive by guys and create. And to do that, you have to be a threat in the lane to get to the bucket and to draw fouls. And that's why the next 24 games are very important, not just to win, because I want to win and I don't want anybody to be upset. But also, the next 24 games are important to figure that out and to figure out what your rotations are going to be. And so maybe we can find some spots for Sam Merrill to stretch. Coming up next, Mary Kay Cabot. Did you know that Kevin Stefanski is going to see Deshaun Watson this offseason? They're not allowed to talk football, apparently. But he's going to see him. What will they talk about? Mary Kay going to tell us next on The Fan. Mitch, please, 940. And I also want to say goodbye to a legend at 940, but I also... Well, considering the terrible obituary I did for Ole Anderson earlier this week, I don't know if I'm the best person to do it. Thoughts? Why was it so bad? I didn't get anything right except that he was the voice of the Shockmaster That's and all you the Black Scorpion. All you needed. Okay. I also said it was his real name. That wasn't his real name at all. It was not. The person whose real name is her name is Mary Kay Kabat. She joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mary Kay Cabot, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing wonderful. Are you in Indianapolis? I am in Indianapolis. What's it like there right now? Right now, well, you know, it was weird here this week from a from a weather standpoint. It was in the like it was like sixty five one day, and then last night it was about twenty something, or it, it felt like twenty something uh, here in Indy. So it was a big night for. You know, a lot of networking that goes on in Indianapolis, nice. and you have to kind of bounce around the city. And yeah, it was it was kind of cold last night, but a couple of double know, black velvets for everybody. I'm down. Yeah, uh. I mean, it, it's always you know, it's the combine. It's it's everyone's here, everyone's doing their thing, and uh, it's always a a very eventful and crazy week. Uh, I, I'm sure with the reports of the players' union uh, that came out yesterday, what was it the uh, the the facility 
check. What did they call it, Kenny? The uh, it's the grades. The it's grades. grades. The player grades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was was there a lot of reaction because it was pretty clear why the players' union released it when they did to coincide with all the NFL teams being there Great ready to point. be questioned. Excellent. Yeah, you know what, J.C. Treader, the president of the NFLPA former Brown Center, of course, he has impeccable timing when it comes to dropping that. You know, again, everyone is here. It it really is. It takes over all the buzz. It's so weird. I mean, there's so much going on here in terms of free agency and, you know, pre-trade talks and the draft. And all of a sudden, you know, JC drops that bomb, you know, right in the middle of Indy every, you know, every year. This is the second year that that they've done it. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was very, very interesting. His, uh, uh, you know, it had plenty of impact here. So, uh, but should it, Mary Kay? That's well, that's the bigger question. Should it? Because the Chiefs were, I think, dead last in that survey. And what did they do? They won the Super Bowl. The the Cincinnati Bengals, two AFC Championship games and a Super Bowl, and they're at the bottom as well. Should it matter? Well, I do think it should matter. I think it should matter. Uh, you know how the players are treated, how the players' families are treated, how the players feel about. All of those categories, I do think it matters. Um, but by the same token, it's you know it's not a scientific survey, and things probably could be done a little bit differently so that it um, you know it more accurately reflects how the players really do feel about all of those things. Um, but you know certainly it shines a light on you know teams that need to upgrade their facilities and those kinds of things. But the Browns are in the process of doing all those things and their grade doesn't reflect the fact uh, that they are, you know, building a new weight room and everything is under construction and better times are coming from a facility standpoint. Also, I have to point this out that you're taught, you're, you're asking predominantly a lot of younger men in their earlier twenties, mid twenties who are coming from a lot of opulent places. Like we were talking about LSU's locker room earlier. Well, yeah, when you go from an LSU locker room to an NFL locker room, and you forget that, hey, you're getting paid a lot of money now as an employee, things are probably going to change. But either way, I really don't think general fans care. I think it's a little bit of a discussion point. I think that obviously it's it's a good decision by JC to put the player or put the uh, the general managers and coaches on the spot at the combine. It's a great play by him, but ultimately it's I don't know. The, everybody's ripping the Steelers for their their uh, facilities and everything, and and they seem to have no problem really winning football games and keeping their head above water. Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the show. So Kevin's going to go talk to Deshaun Watson here in the next couple of weeks, correct? Yes. It's not even in the next couple of weeks. It is this coming week uh, that Kevin and Ken Dorsey will fly out uh, to visit with Deshaun Watson in Los Angeles, and I, I just think that's great. I think it's really a great move uh, by those guys to go do that. I think it will help everyone get this season started off on the right foot. And, um, you know, Deshaun does not know Ken Dorsey yet, so this will be their first opportunity to get to know each other, and I just think it's a great move. But are they not allowed to uh, talk football or something? Yeah, they're not allowed to specifically talk strategy and, you know, plays and those kinds of things, but they can talk big picture. I'm sure there's a very, very fine line, uh, but they know what the parameters are. And, you know, Kevin and Ken will not, they won't cross the line and they'll do what they need to do. But I just think it's fantastic that, uh, that they're making this move. And if you remember, Kevin did the same thing in 2020 when he first took the job, he went down and he visited Baker in Austin 
And I don't know if there's a correlation, but they did make the playoffs that year. Mary Kay Cabot with us uh, right now. So we've seen... Wait a minute. Did he visit him in Austin before they traded him, or how'd that go? Well, we're, no, I'm talking about 2020, the oh. year that uh, that they oh. went 11-5 and five and well, made the playoffs. It was Kevin's first season here. Well, yeah, but after afterwards, after the trade, before the trade, did they meet, or was that just like, no, they had other things to do? Well... I'm kidding, Mary no. Kay. Mary Kay, it's a joke. <laughs> I'm not asking for an answer for right. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to take that seriously at all. Yeah, don't Mary take Kay. that seriously at all, man. Um, are you surprised at this point that we don't know who's going to be calling plays, or do you think it's much ado about nothing at this stage of the offseason? I think play calling is important. I think who calls the plays, I think that's important. I do not think it's important to know who's going to do it right now at this moment. Those two guys are still getting to know each other, and um, – they're figuring out how they want to work together, and they're building up the offense again. They're basically tweaking, tweaking this whole entire offensive scheme. So I don't think now is the time to try to figure out who's going to call it. All right, Mary Kay, uh, with all of that said, you know we heard what they said about Nick Chubb, Andrew Barry did a couple of days ago, and compared that to what they said about Deshaun Watson. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it made me think, and this is just my takeaway, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, made me think that they are not counting on Nick Chubb at all for this season being the Nick Chubb, elite Nick Chubb. Not that he won't be here. I mean, he might, but that, A, he's probably not going to join us till a little bit later in the season, and that who knows if he'll be Nick Chubb again. Was that your takeaway? Well, you know, the things that we know so far about Nick Chubb or the things that I've learned about the Nick Chubb situation are the fact that he will not be participating in the offseason program. So he's not going to be running around out there, uh, you know, in April and May at the offseason program. So that's, that's number one. But I do think that the Browns still expect him to be ready at the start of the season or close to it. Uh, the thing about not doing the contract restructuring now, it gives both sides time to see how the rest of his re- rehab comes along. So I wouldn't say that, you know, those things that you're saying are true. Um, but it's just an, a situation where 
time is on their side. Everyone has an opportunity to still see uh, how much progress he can make between now and September when they hope he can get on the field. Percent chance they get something worked out and he is an official member of the Cleveland Browns in some capacity in 2024. Uh, I I would say very good. I mean, they're making the commitment to do that. So I'm going to say, you know, 85% right now. Okay, I like that. Uh, we, good. Heard, we heard the audio from, um, well, at least the younger Callahan, the new coach of the Tennessee Titans, and I thought it was interesting how he said his dad, Bill, told him they were probably never going to work together because he was so happy in Cleveland. That was a year ago. What do we think changed over the next year that that changed the dynamic of that relationship and working relationship, apparently. Well, you know what? Brian actually, you know, got the head coaching job. And when that happens, things do change. And, you know, you do decide things a little, little bit differently than when it's just, you know, not reality. So when he actually did get the job, you start to talk things over and you figure out, you know, how you want your staff to be. And he asked his dad to join him and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, you know, I think Bill just wanted him to go out, strike out on his own, make his own way and not have it in the back of his mind that Bill would be there to help him along the way. So this is the way that it was supposed to happen. And I'm not surprised at all. I I would also wonder, did, was there a chance like, Bill Callahan, I almost wanted to call him Brian. Bill Callahan took a look at the situation that Brian might be stepping into and going, you know what? I don't, you know, he he's his own man. I can't just cover for my son all the time, but he, he might need all the help he can get because it looks like they're going to go through a bit of a rebuild here. Well, certainly you need someone who you can trust. Yeah. And now Brian has that. And I'm sure Bill looked at that and thought, you know, this is an opportunity for, for him to help his son. Uh, for those guys to be together for how many ever years. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily know that or think that it's because they're in a rebuild situation. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's just a great chance for a father and son to work together. This doesn't happen very often in the NFL, and I think those guys will be great together. So a lot of people uh, bending an arm, having a conversation you know, a lot of agents start talking to general managers. The groundwork of free agency is laid in Indianapolis this week. Is there anything you're hearing about a, another wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns as maybe a free agent coming through? Any Anything from what you're hearing? Not really, no. There has not been a lot of buzz about that yet. Oh. But once again, as you mentioned, uh, this is where a lot of those talks take place. Uh, this is where you kind of feel those things out. You see what's available you see who's going to get tagged and who's not and um you know we saw that t higgins got franchised this week so he's not necessarily a hundred percent off the market because you know they can always trade him but it's not like you can just go out and throw a bunch of money at that and sign a t higgins uh i think over the next week we will see who else gets re-signed by their clubs you know, I know the Bucks would love to have Mike Evans back. He's somebody that's still kind of out there floating around, and, and there are others. So there's buzz here in terms of the wide receiver situation, but nothing concrete in terms of the Browns.
Mary Kay, Brian Hoyer uh, had a response to what was said from Johnny Manziel. Enough and normally, of a Hoyer obsession. Yes, please. and normally this show would never dwell in the past. We like to we like to have fun on this show. We also like to talk about the future. But in this case, I want to make sure that the past is something that stays in the past. And Brian Hoyer said specifically that while he was playing, he knew there were people in the building, including the GM, but also the owner that wanted him to be benched and wanted Johnny Football to be the starting quarterback. Are we absolutely positive that lessons were learned from that era? And today, if Jimmy Haslam wants something, is Jimmy Haslam going to get it? There were lessons learned from that era. Definitely there were lessons learned uh, from that point in time. Oh, good. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember uh, just being in situations where Brian felt uncomfortable about the way that that all went down. And you could just see it in his eyes. And it's no way to go out and try to play quarterback knowing that at any given moment you could be benched and that, not everyone, you know, has your back in terms of your performance and going out there and playing. So it was a difficult time for everyone. You know, if you remember, that's Johnny Manziel, Josh, Justin Gilbert. I called them the juvenile Jays. Joe Thomas called them the jackass Jays. Uh, <laughs> when I brought that up to, to Joe that I, I had my little nickname for them. And so, um, yeah, it was it was a difficult time, and the Browns have l- learned a lot of lessons from that period. That is why they now have a stable organization. It's one reason that they have a very stable organization with Andrew Barry, with Paul D. Podesta, with Kevin Stefanski, and those kinds of shenanigans really don't go on anymore. Mary Kay, can't thank you enough for the time. You're a wonderful person, wonderful individual, wonderful reporter. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. The sensational Mary Kay Cabot on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline live from Indianapolis as they continue the nonstop action thrill ride that is the NFL Combine. Coming up next, Lami, you ready for a hot take? Love it. You ready for a, it's not anti-Browns, but it is a, it's a little cynical. A little bit of a hot take from me. Next on The Fan. Uh, we are getting killed on the poll right now. Good. You you agreed with us. You made me. I didn't yeah, want well, to. Sucks to be you. Listen. You made me come to work this morning. I we didn't want to. Held it was fine up, driving in when you came in. We held up our end of the bargain. We said we were going to give them a free pass. Everybody was enjoying. It was a pep a rally pass. yesterday Doesn't for the Max Truce game. Doesn't mean softy though. I think it does. I think it's okay this one time. Sixty-two percent of voters saying right now they are not giving the Cavs a free pass. Oh my god! Against in the loss against. Do you guys Chicago. know? Are you aware they're thirty-eight and twenty? Are you aware they have the second best record yeah, in the NBA on the Eastern Conference? Game over the third no, they're, place. They're, they're going to slip. They don't. I, I I'm appalled. I'm telling you, man. The game, the season just started for these some of these folks, man. I'm telling you, there are four teams with better records than the Cavs in the entire. Right, yeah, that's a problem. They've won one game in the last five, and the season just started for I, them. I, I think to a lot of folks, tone Milwaukee's five and five in their last ten. The Knicks are three and yeah. seven, and I seventy sixers three and seven. I think to a lot of Cavs fans out there, or a lot of general sports fans. The Cavs are one and one. Oh They're one God. and one in their last two. Well, that congratulations seen. for you know picking up the sport come yeah. you know late February. They don't. Hey man, yeah, some of us have been here the whole year. That you know ain't that. their job. It's our job. It's gonna go till June. Should we call them out for that? Yes. 
Because did you see? Trying to jump on the bandwagon now. You know what? Maybe the Cavs need to lose a few games to get rid of you bandwagon way, jumpers. Don't, don't act like they ain't talking to us because oh, we talked about. talking Lima. Or don't act like they ain't listening to us because we talked about the ratings slipping, like 19% or whatever yeah. it was. And then the next day, in February, they're up 46%. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you guys are starting to watch now. And thank you they very are. much for I listening. Do, I, I do think now, once football ends, not just in this town, I think in a lot of towns, now you go if you got yeah. a hockey team, you start paying attention to it's hockey. A normal thing. I think baseball's right around the corner in some markets. Here, the Cavs have earned it though. They've they've earned it after that sluggish start to the season with all the the lineups that were you know out of out of sorts because of the injuries. For them to have this record, I feel like the outrage I was catching last night on social media over the pass. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little over the top. They are thirty eight and twenty, and that's me. That's me saying these words are coming out of me. I'm I'm hated by the Cavs fan base. So for are me you, to have to say this. And how do they look since the roster's gotten back together? It hasn't been great. They're still they're still winning by the way, plenty of games. What did it look like before Evan Mobley and Darius Garland got hurt? Well, Cam, what were they I before don't know that Darius we want to talk about that. Cause, Yeah, because no one wants to admit it that they weren't that great then and they ain't that great so now. So why you know were they so good when those trying, guys were They out. were working things out. That's what they were doing. They were working things out. And now that they have a, con- a cushion, they're going to work things out. Well, I need them to work things out with this current group because it hasn't looked great watch since the game. the game before the All-Star break. Watch the sport. Take the sport in. I got another take for you. Ready? I don't think that the Greenbrier doesn't work. I just That's don't think negative. I don't think that the green. Bre- <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you're going to start picking apart my speech after 12 years. Good luck. I did it behind your back. for. That's fine. Yeah, I don't care. We want to get if you want to do the ticky tack stuff, we'll get into sit and set and all the other things. We don't want that. Do that. Come on. Accent. Now. OK, well. I'm sure all the Oklahomans in Northeast Ohio are very upset with me. I don't think the Greenbrier doesn't help I'm do it again. I don't care. I just don't think it helps that much. I, I'm a converted man. How many guys on this football team contributed down the stretch that were not at the Greenbrier? Like all of Most them? Most of them. <laughs> so I mean, much so that we made a joke of the Greenbrier I, experience because of it. I got nothing against you guys going down to the Greenbrier and doing the Greenbrier waltz. I got no fault with you guys doing that. I got no fault with you guys playing golf. I got no fault with you guys hooping it up out there in the driveway. I know that they had that big hoop out there in the driveway that they're playing with. I know it's a long driveway or whatever. I got no fault with any of you guys practicing down there. I just, I don't think it works as much as what we make it out to be. The only thing I think it sets up people for is that if you don't have a great season, and because I went back and I looked at that when they first announced that they were going to the Greenbrier. You looked at the teams that went there. The Saints fans and people calling them soft because they went to such a place like the Greenbrier. Get up your arm gloves. Look, this is where champions this is where champions are made. This is the type so. of attitude that fosters no. a gridiron winner. I need Megadeth and I need Brook Park. That's what I need. Two, two, three, two, two. <laughs> That's what Miles was thinking of the whole time. I don't think it's I, I just I don't think it hurts. Clearly it doesn't hurt. I don't think it helps. Unless I unless I smell a new fight song. I'll call Mary I'll call Mary Kay Cabot back and see if they were like, you know, they had a big come to Jesus moment right there at the top of the steps of the rotunda. And you know you know they have a sprawling staircase 
of elegance and opulence. Kevin Stefanski yelled at everybody like Ken Carmen on the phone with Anthony Lima as he's walking by school children on speakerphone. And that's when they came together in that foxhole at the opulent Greenbrier. The Spring House has always been the center of life at the Greenbrier. <laughs> and now we hope you will enjoy the Spring House dancers as they dance to the original composition, the Greenbrier Waltz. It's not about the X's and O's or the Jimmy's and Joe's. It's the tapping of the toes. You got to uh, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, I am too. You know, almost for almost good... Almost cussed at you, man. I'm really jealous of that for one. For old times' sake, Flacco, Kareem Hunt, they need their own stay because they missed out. Who else? Who else was part of it? They had a they had another running back. <laughs> Who was the running back that 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 missed out? I don't know. They had a number of Leroy guys. Leroy Horde. We, I have Pierre no Strong? idea. Pierre, oh, there. Yeah, Pierre, Pierre Strong. Strong. You didn't get to go to the Greenbrier. We had, we had offensive linemen. I down there. I'm sorry. We also had offensive linemen that weren't involved in a Greenbrier, did we not? I think they kind of kept. Oh, that were they there? S- no, there were other guys. Oh God, uh, our John kick- Christian. Yep, our John kicker. Christian wasn't there. Our kicker was not at the Greenbrier. Nope, certainly wasn't. Huh? I mean, come on. But if they didn't hear the piano, did it hurt them? They didn't. Unaffected. Unaffected. Well, at least the beat writers get to have their night. They really didn't. That's were another they, thing. Where they allow them out of the maintenance quarters. For the Greenbrier Waltz, the beat writers mean a different thing. <laughs> right. Everybody pick up an instrument. Yeah, they had their one night with all the beat writers until probably one of them made things a little bit too awkward yeah. at that end of the night. Wonder which one. Always does. <laughs> Who won 6474 to 92? Guess, Man, the, guess beat the beat writer, writer. Made, it, made it odd. That ruined it. Bet you can't do it in one guess. 216474 to 92. Poor Dave is parked on Clifton right now as the weather <laughs> is terrible. Go ahead. Good morning. It's moving, but whatever. Hey, I you guys are young, but I'm going to tell you a movie quote from the 80s. Elaine, don't panic regarding the Cavs. What movie? Um, airplane. Oh, Remember my God. when the automatic pilot you, went down? You didn't give it. Like, you got to give it with gusto. That's Lima's favorite movie. It is. It oh, is. my God. Really? Yeah. The, uh, the Zucker brothers. <laughs> right, exactly. I swear to God, David, I'm not making that up. That's usually like we're just assing off. That is Lima's favorite movie ever. It's Airplane. But he wasn't even around when that ca- that movie came out. I He's think a lot it came out. Make him out to be. What is it? Uh, it was on. It was on like HBO. Yeah, it was on HBO when I was young. Really? We had That's the tuner. Fun. I could tune it in. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, um, listen. I don't mean to point out the obvious as far as the Cavs and after the All Star break, but I mean Donovan was sick, and you know. They lost two games, so I don't even count those two. I I will say that I'm a little concerned oh, about. Oh, so wait, you're allowed to pick and mm-hmm. choose what games you count, and I'm not. Oh, I'm no, I love you, Ken. Oh, you Dave can say stuck, whatever. I love you. Mm-hmm. He can I do love whatever you too, he wants. Up. Thank you. Go ahead. But but I I listen. I'm, I'm probably going to take heat, but I almost feel like uh, uh, Porter Jr. Craig Porter Jr. is a better pure point guard than Darius, and I'm not saying hey, let's flip flop, but that guy penetrates and it opens up you know shooting lanes mitch was that you i just heard through the glass going no 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 (laughs) no dave you just said you love me i uh thank god you said that or i would have ran you off man come on man you can't say that i'm not saying but he is a penetrator and he does handle the ball i'm not saying get rid of darius but darius and even max and i love max 
he's been forcing it. You know, I wish he would look to, you know, drive and shoot instead of passing off. Just my thoughts. Okay. But, uh, hey, traffic's moving. Thanks, guys. All right, be safe out there, Dave. Thank you very much for the call. Let that be a lesson. See, if you're nice, I'm just nice back to you. Because, like, if Jim in Strongsville would have called in with that, I mean, I'd still be screaming at him right now. Mike and Shaker Heights, you're next up in the fan. Hello. Man, I love y'all, you know, and listen, foreign one. Now we're just saying it so we can say nasty things about the Cavs, can't we? Okay, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I always say that when I call in, but let me just be honest, though. The four-and-one stench is still on the Cavs. I mean, we don't believe that they can beat Boston, Milwaukee. I don't even know if we they, we if we if they, if they lose game one to Indiana, Indiana, we're all going to start panicking. It's just we don't believe it because we were so shocked at how poorly they played last postseason. We just can't believe what we're seeing right now. And uh, you know, it's just it just sucks. Evan Mobley had a great game last night. But we, we worry when him and uh, Allen are in at the same time. So we just need to see it to believe it. You know, we it's the city. It's the city. It's how we are. But what, I'm supposed to just fart in their general direction over the next 24 games, Mike? Well, we're going to have to wait to the playoffs. Nothing they do I now. Can't, is I can't wait until the playoffs. I can't just sit here and stare at the wall until the playoffs. we got to get into something here. I have to try well, to draw some sort of conclusion from them. If, yeah. they, if, they go, if they are a number one seed going into the playoffs and they lose game one, are you going to feel confident about that series nope. no matter who they're playing? No. Okay, then. I'll be nervous. Okay, then. All right, Mike, thank you very much for the call. It's a good point. 216-474-0092-940. i give you the final update of the poll. We might say goodbye to a legend. I don't know. Apparently, Mitch is very affected by that. It might come up during Mitch, please. I don't know what he's going to bring to us at 940. And up next, all the best players in the NBA are not from here. One of us wants to know, could this happen in the NFL? Ken Carmen and the Tone Master General, if you're on your way to work, be careful. Take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app or just turn it up and rip a knob off. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 